Welcome to Travel, Pray, Slay, a podcast for professional women who travel, love God, and are ready to level up their life. On the podcast, we discuss all things travel, faith, career, love, and lifestyle, all focused on helping you take the next steps you need to bring your visions into reality and live the extraordinary life God created for you to live. If you love Jesus, Beyonce, and catching flights, then look no further because you have found your tribe, sis. I'm your host, Toy Nicole, and I can't wait to get into today's episode with you. Hey, y'all. I am back with more episodes of the Travel, Pray, Slay podcast. So I took a bit of a break for the last six weeks. So I went to Jamaica, which was so beautiful. And I'm going to have a podcast coming soon with more details about that. And then just needed some time to rest, recharge, as I'm sure everyone can relate to. So I hope you enjoyed the past few episodes where I did just some throwback episodes of some of the top episodes of this season. So I'm sure that kept you all busy catching up on all of those episodes. But now I am back and I'm excited for some more episodes coming your way and as well as some guest interviews to come your way. So today I want to talk about solo travel. So this has actually been requested by a couple of people And so I wanted to do this episode for everyone that has had reservations about solo travel or thinking about solo travel, or maybe you just got back from a solo travel trip and you're like, I did this all wrong. (laughs) But solo travel is a hot topic because as we know, not everyone is going to be down for the trip and the budget that you may have. And sometimes you also just need some time alone, right? So as someone who has solo traveled a few times before, on this podcast, I'm going to give you some tips on why you should do it and how to make the most of it. But first off, I have to share that my mother was my travel role model. My mother left this earth way too soon at 59 years old, and I lost her when I was only 20 years old and a junior in college. But the travel lessons that she taught me have continued to make a huge impact on my life. So she is the reason. And I always say it's ingrained in my DNA because of my mother. I mean, this woman traveled across the world with ease. She had gone to France on European vacations, you know, in Germany as well. Guadalajara, Mexico, which is a town you don't hear much about as well as the other resort towns. She went on cruises. One of her favorite places to go to was Vegas. I remember going there on a road trip when I was like, I was maybe like six or seven with some other groups of her friends who had kids around my age. When I was a teenager, she would go there on her own. She loved playing the slot machines. So that was one of her places. And so, like I said, sometimes I was in tow. And if you don't know, like a little bit of my family story, I am the youngest of my mother's kids. She had four of us all together. However, she had her first three kids back to back. She got married when she was 19 and started having kids. 
But then years later, I came along. And so when I was born, she had a 17-year-old, a 19-year-old, and a 20-year-old. She didn't like when I would say, oopsie baby, but it's like, girl, you weren't planning on getting pregnant at 38 years old. And we know this. I always tell her, but she's like, I wanted to have you the moment I found out. I was just scared. So anyway, so there's a big age gap. So therefore, traveling with my mom and my age never really included my siblings because they were all grown and married and living their lives. So it was just she and I, you know, and even as a divorced single mother, she always set aside that time and money because, you know, it costs money to travel to prioritize that. And I feel like she instructed me and showed me to do the same. One of my earliest kind of solo travel memories and kind of some of the travel lessons passed on was when I was 12 years old, she sent me off on an eight day tour in Mexico with the educational group trip that my Spanish teacher had shared about and was also chaperoning the trip. But I'm like, okay, who sends their baby girl off to Mexico? Like, girl, what are you thinking? (laughs) And I can remember being more afraid than she was. And I remember her telling me, I want you to see and experience different cultures. And I have faith that God will protect you. So I'm not worried. She got me a passport, braided my hair and sent me off to Mexico. (laughs) But she was right because I remained safe on that trip. I had an amazing cultural experience and it opened my world beyond what was then my current small world of Fort Worth, Texas. So mother truly does know best. And so I just kind of wanted to start with that just so you all understand just like where my love from travel comes from. And just that, you know, our mamas and grandmothers were traveling solo. It's I know it's very popular now with our generation, but my mother being a baby boomer also did the thing as well too. So again, I know traveling alone can be a scary thought no matter how old you are. So here are kind of my top four tips to help ease any fears and to help make your solo travel experience safe, enjoyable, and more importantly, fulfilling and purposeful and fun. So first you want to start off with identifying the right destination. So do you want to lay on the beach and relax at a spa? Do you want to shop? Do you want to tap into some history and culture? We've all been stressed lately, a lot going on. And most people are really trying to focus on those relaxing beach vacations. And that's probably just what you need to unwind. So foreign destinations are obviously always ideal for that, both for the relaxation and if you're looking to explore some history and discover a new culture. But what I will say is don't focus on that too long. Just choose a place, right? And to help you choose that, you can research some of the best places to travel. So according to Travel and Leisure magazine, A few of the top destinations that they recommend for solo female travel are one in the U.S., Seattle. So I have done Seattle solo before. I have family there and my job is headquartered there. So I definitely have gone to Seattle on my own, albeit work trips, but 
most of the time I had a few days to explore on my own. Very walkable city, very safe city, lots to do in the downtown area. So Seattle makes sense why they're on the list. Barcelona, Spain. Have not been to Spain yet, but Travel and Leisure recommends Barcelona, Spain for solo travel because it's a very walkable city and obviously so much culture there. Melbourne, Australia. It actually made the list for solo travel and it has been voted one of the most livable cities. I fully agree with that. As you all know, I've mentioned before that I went to Australia in 2016. I fell in love with Melbourne, Australia, and it is the one foreign destination that I said that I could easily live in. I could easily be an expatriate in Melbourne, Australia. And kind of bringing it back to the U.S., Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. is a top destination for solo travel. Totally can understand that. Been to D.C. a number of times. Going to D.C. next month, actually. And kind of one of the purposes of the trip next month is to visit the Smithsonian African-American History Museum. And I would say that that is what makes D.C., I would think, such a great solo trip because all the Smithsonian museums, all the memorials, the history that's there, you can spend all those days exploring and you see a ton of people doing that on their own. And so it's a lot to do in that city. Another place on the list was London. I went to London in 2012. I was with a group of people. But I can totally see where London is a good place for solo travel. Again, hop on the tube. Any place with a great public transportation system is always going to be good for you. Tours, lots of culture and history to take in. So I am going to put a link to this article in the show notes because there are actually about 15 destinations that they listed. Those were just the ones that spoke to me and ones that I had traveled to before, which I think would be great destinations. So I took a trip earlier this year to Cabo San Lucas, and it was a solo trip. And I've been to Cabo multiple times, so I felt totally comfortable going there solo. I was at an all-inclusive, so I didn't have to go off the resort too much. And, you know, I made sure that I didn't go off the beaten path. I didn't really go out at night to be safe. And safety is something that I'm going to get into here in a little bit. So I would say that it's also okay to revisit a destination that you've been to before, that you're already familiar with to help ease any fears. Again, I've been to Cabo like five times with other folks. I knew what I was getting into. I already knew the lay of the land, et cetera. So it was easy for me to choose that as a solo trip. So once you identify your destination, you want to have a plan. The Capricorn in me does not allow me to do anything without a plan. And when it comes to travel, even if you are not a natural planner, I always recommend doing some research and having an idea of what you want to do before you go, right? Figure out where you want to eat, figure out what entertainment you want to take in. Is that going to be a show, a concert? Are you going for a specific event? What all do you want to sightsee? Knowing before you go is key on a solo trip. I think just because you don't want to overwhelm yourself and having a plan is just really going to be helpful. Make all the reservations for excursions, et cetera, in advance. Also, be able to work in some do nothing and chill days for the trip too. Again, 
you're there by yourself. And the best thing about traveling solo is that you are not on anyone else's timetable, but your own. You get to do you, boo. Okay. So I love to get massages. I love to just have days where I'm just like reading and chilling on the beach. You know, I love people. I'm an extrovert. I love connecting with people. I love being around my loved ones, but I also enjoy my me time. And so kind of plan that out, plan out a massage, look into maybe kind of some of the best trails that you can go on a walk on, the best beaches, et cetera, so that you can maximize your solo time. Okay, y'all, I'm just interrupting this episode briefly to remind you about the Travel, Pray, Slay merch. Did you know we had an online shop? Well, if you want to make a statement and slay, then you have to head over to TravelPraySlay.com slash shop and check out all our merchandise. We've got hoodies, t-shirts, mugs, accessory bags, and luggage tags, which are my favorite. We've got everything in the online shop you need for your next trip. And whether that's a trip to Paris or just your daily trip to Target, you still want to make sure that you slay, sis. So head over to TravelPraySlay.com slash shop and pick up some merch today. Also, while you're there enjoying your solo time, it's okay to be friendly. Even though you're on this trip by yourself, making connections while you're there can make a trip all the more interesting. And so I would say, don't be afraid to casually chat with people, smile at other tourists that you meet. You never know where that may lead to, right? So I follow, she's a event planner. So I wouldn't say she's an influencer. She like her job is event planning. Her Instagram handle is at Carlene Roy, Carlene with a K. So she did a sabbatical in Santa Fe, New Mexico, a place that's definitely on my list. And, you know, she had been sharing all these photos and how she went there by herself, booked an Airbnb. And literally she was talking about her photos was literally like her with her tripod setting it up. But she ended up making friends with some ladies while she was there and they ended up tagging along with her. And then they were the ones taking pictures and they opened her up to other things in the area. Like, I think she even ended up extending her stay longer. One of the women owned an Airbnb and she switched to staying at her place. You just never know who you will meet and how that will enrich your travel experience. So I would say be open and be friendly. Now be safe, but be friendly because, you know, somebody may be traveling solo as well. And it's like, hey, did you want to go check this out together? You can have a buddy if you want to. And then you just never know who you may meet and where that connection may lead. Cool. So with that in mind, as I said, you want to be safe. So that's the fourth tip. Be safe because at the end of the day, You are by yourself and you don't have a group you're with. And so no one is really keeping up with you. You are responsible for yourself. So with that in mind, it is so important that when you're picking these destinations, that you make sure it's safe and really recommend it for tourist travel. And you want to take all the precautions necessary to keep yourself safe. So A few of my little hacks when it comes to being safe while I travel. When you check in at the hotel, ask for two keys and just tell them somebody will be joining you later. 
Now, usually with a resort, you know, they, they're going to know who's traveling beforehand or whatever. But generally, when you are traveling local in the U.S. and just you book whatever at the Hyatt Regency, they don't ask for all those details. And I'm like, you can't even trust the staff at some of these places, right? So I have definitely, you know, I did this more when I was on work business trips traveling around the U.S. Oh, someone's joining me later, you know, especially if I got a vibe that somebody was too flirty or just whatever. You just never know. And so play like you're there with somebody. Play like somebody is coming later. For all they know, it's none of their business. You just don't want to make yourself a target, if that makes sense. Always have a way of communicating. Keep your phone charged when you are out and about. Have a portable charger. I have one. I have to do better at remembering (laughs) that I have it. But I do have a Mophie portable charger, which is great for when you're out. You can just plug it up without needing a wall outlet to keep your battery alive. If you are international, I think it's important to still have access to your phone. So whether that means getting an international SIM card once you get there with so many minutes, or if you have a phone that allows you to roam and talk and text while you are traveling in a different country, I have Verizon and they have travel pass. So if you're in like Mexico or Canada, it's like $5 a day. You can talk, text, do everything like you're right in your in the US. When I went to Jamaica, it was $10 a day. So it was worth it because you still have the ability to reach somebody if you're out and you need them. I also would say if you are traveling internationally, it's very important to download apps like WhatsApp. Because even if you do have, you know, the travel pass and you can talk and text, you won't really be able to get in touch with the people local there. So for instance, when I was in Jamaica, we had a personal concierge. So, you know, this was the person who she's like, anything you need, restaurants, book, taxis, blah, blah, blah. I'm your person. Why well, I asked her for her. Okay. Let me add you on WhatsApp because if something came up, I wanted to be able to communicate with them and you can't text a foreign number, but you can communicate through WhatsApp. So WhatsApp is a great app to use. I literally download it for those trips and then delete it once I'm back home because I can't have too many of those Facebook apps on my phone. People that know me already know that. <laughs> so so have WhatsApp. Make sure you have, you know, talk and text or get a SIM card so that you can communicate. As it relates to safety, you know, don't be out late at night. Like I just... I don't even try to do that by myself here in the U.S., to be honest. (laughs) Like there are times where I'm caught out late night, but you just really got to be safe, especially in a place that is not your home. And so if you do end up wanting to go somewhere for dinner or if there is an event or concert and you know it's going to be dark, try to arrange a cab beforehand. When I went to Cabo a couple years ago, now this was a girl's trip. But we had like a private car. And what I loved about it is that you pay to have them for so many hours and they stayed where you were. And so he took us to San Jose Cabo, like the old town, and we did some shopping. And then we went to Floor Farms, easily one of my favorite places in Cabo. If you have a trip plan, look up Floor Farms. And we were going to be there at night. But what I loved was that he didn't leave. So 
he basically <laughs> hung out in his car. And so, yes, although it was nighttime, we knew that he was going to be there. Same thing for Jamaica. We arranged a taxi. And when we went to Rick's Cafe in the grill, same thing. It was going to be dark, but he was like, I'm not going anywhere. I'll be right here. So I knew I had a ride versus depending on Uber. And that's what I would say. Do not heavily rely on Uber in foreign countries. I would highly recommend, again, using taxi services, particularly ones that partner with your hotel. So if anything happens, you can always communicate issues back to them. So speaking of that, I want to tell a funny story. (laughs) It's funny, but then it's also scary. And this is what I'm talking about, where safety comes in. So like I said, when we were in the grill, we had a taxi. He took us to the duty free, some other things like that. And then he took us to Rick's Cafe. It was nighttime when we got out. Well, he ran out of gas. So we are not back at the hotel yet. (laughs) It's dark. And as safe as we felt, knowing that we had booked him through our concierge and everything, it was scary, right? We didn't know what was going to happen. And then he started talking about, well, I can call my homeboy who also drives and maybe he can come get us. And it was a story about his gas gauge not working. I just had like a moment, right? I watched way too much 48 hours and 2020. And I'm like, okay, here it comes. We're about to be taken. And going back to the comment that I made earlier about WhatsApp, I messaged our concierge. And my friend was like, you need to contact Shanika. And I did it for two reasons. One, because I want to be like, uh, we're stuck in this taxi that you recommended for us. And two, if anything were to happen, that would be our last GPS signal, right? Like they would know where we were, you know? And I literally was like, we are, I noticed surroundings, right? I was like, he pulled up by the Margaritaville, this, this, and this. So of course she was concerned about us because again, she knows that it is not a good look for the hotel. And when it comes to rebooking and reviews and stuff like that, She called me again. I have the travel pass. I had WhatsApp and she was like, put him on the phone. (laughs) And, you know, I can hear her speaking in Patois, but I can still understand her, obviously. Like, what is going on? So we ended up getting a ride back to the hotel. But that's the kind of situation where, one, I was glad that we had, you know, a way to communicate to somebody. But two, those are the kind of situations that you can find yourself in. So. I was like, okay, I got to talk about this on the podcast because it was definitely a scary moment for us. But, you know, I went into that mode of, you know what, let me send up a smoke signal. Let me look at what my surroundings are. If anything happens, they know that Latoya sent out a message and they were here. So they at least know where to come find us and track us down. So again, those are my travel tips for you all. Solo travel can be very rewarding. You can have a lot of fun. I definitely think it's something that everybody should try to do once. Because again, not everybody is going to go when you want, where you want, and how you want. So hope you enjoyed this podcast. I want to hear from you on Instagram at Travel, Pray, and Slay. And let me know, 
what were some of your favorite solo trips and where do you plan to go on your next solo trip? Okay, bye. Thanks for checking out this episode. If you want to check out the show notes, you can head over to the website, travelprayslay.com. I would love to connect on social media. So be sure you are following me on Instagram at Travel Pray and Slay and Facebook at Travel Pray Slay. Again, Instagram is at Travel Pray and Slay. And if you love this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. And be sure to leave a review. Thanks for listening and you'll hear from me soon. Thank you.